Welcome back to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. Boy, oh boy, have I felt like a fraud lately. I have really struggled to practice what I preach. I think that a lot of it is like just built up tension and stress that has finally caught up to me, you know, to the point where I have become my own source of toxic energy. And just like most people, including most of you, I'm sure, I can be very, very hard on myself. So when I stop to think about it, um, I actually have plenty of reason to be frustrated and overwhelmed. And still, I find myself upset at myself for feeling upset, (laughs) for being negative and and for exploding, right? Because if you think about it, starting last year, I dealt with buying this house, listing my old house, closing on both homes, being the general contractor of the renovations of this new home, getting COVID for the second time after being in, you know, from that process and then being super sick. I had literally almost 105 degree fever at one point, okay, where I was like seeing things that didn't exist. I couldn't taste or smell anything. Um, And to this day, I only smell a phantom smell of cigarettes. I smell nothing else but cigarettes, which is actually my least favorite smell in the world. Maybe the second least favorite because the first is definitely cigars i cannot stand the smell of cigars and cigarettes okay so i have to smell this all the time all while having you know to i was i was having to box things up and move things out of that house all in a time crunch and then i had to unbox the things once they arrived here and then organize everything and you know there were numerous purchases that we had to make because this house is bigger than the other one and all of them were pretty much back ordered and um Now they're all coming in basically all at once. Many of them are coming in damaged during shipping, okay? And that creates a huge hassle for me because I have to deal with contacting the sellers and orchestrating returns and refunds and, you know, all of that while handling my files, you know, my firm, which I do all by myself, okay? Including a lot of new clients, which again is a huge blessing and I'm extremely grateful for but new clients require a lot of work at first okay to make matters worse scott got a bad stick during his uh antibody tests you know that that means like you know the person's like a butcher (laughs) who did the blood uh you know take the took the blood from his vein and appears that he either you know uh, either just like really really inflamed or it's like pushing onto the ulnar nerve or he there might have been an actual damage to his ulnar nerve because it's causing him lasting bruising and swelling and a pain that wakes him up at night and keeps him up overnight for now over a week straight. And he has been super stressed with work, okay, and he's not sleeping well. And the anxiety that he's going through, you know, just from all of that is spilling over to me and I'm also not sleeping a full night's sleep. And to make matters worse, both my dogs needed to be seen by the the vet this week, okay, just like days apart from each other. First it was Malibu because she was having vomiting and diarrhea for a couple of days, which made me super, super worried because, you know, she turned 15 in January and I have no idea what could be wrong with her. 
And then it also did a number all over my house, you know, imagine diarrhea all over the place. And I have like all these Persian rugs and expensive things and new floors that were just refinished. Um, obviously, it's not her fault. And I love her to death. And I'm not obviously, you know, going to take it out on her in any way, shape or form. But I'd still have to clean it up and I have to make sure I find it um, and clean it up right away. And then Bentley had this tumor that I didn't even know he had on his leg that ruptured all of a sudden. And then it got infected immediately, like upon rupturing. And it required cleaning. And now we need to go back to the doctor this weekend to follow up and make sure it's okay. And maybe he has to have it surgically removed and we need to get a biopsy to see what it is. So, you know, not to mention that, uh, you know, another another thing that <laughs> happened this week that made me pretty pissed off is that Monday was International Women's Day. And I'm sure, you know, some of you who follow me on some some of the social media stuff saw some of my posts. I really don't get why there is an International Women's Day. And people wish me happy International Women's Day. And it irks me. Because, you see, we are 51% of the world population. Okay? And every freaking day should be Women's Day. I... I, I don't understand. Actually, I do understand why. It's because we are still perceived as lesser, you know, as less important, less valuable than men. It's yet another patronizing thing that is done to us. Instead of fixing things like the fact that car safety features are built for the average man and safety tests use male dummies corresponding to the average male soldier of the 1960s. And therefore, women are 73% more likely to have a serious or fatal injury during a motor vehicle accident, okay, or fixing the pay gap. That may look like just sense difference, but it adds up to over $400,000 less money for a woman during the span of a whole career on average, okay? Or the underrepresentation in leadership positions, and it's not because women are not up for the challenge. It's because there's so much more put on our plate, number one. Number two, people don't trust us for all kinds of stupid reasons, like blaming us for being hormonal and crazy and unpredictable when literally every dictator and every war was start was literally started by a man in the world or the dismissal of human rights violations that are committed against women all over the world and brushed away as freedom of religion or sovereignty of that country or cultural relativism okay i mean it's really an interest in oil but okay or that woman's you know that a woman's body is never even considered her own okay because think about it abortion is still a debatable issue, and contraceptives are not free or readily available. What about the fact that anything attributable to a woman is perceived as weak, like being a pussy, quote-unquote, you know, while anything attributable to, to a man is perceived as strong, like having the balls to do blank, when in reality, vaginas can stretch to numerous times its size to squeeze a 12-pound baby and then return to its normal size, while balls can't even stand being flicked, Okay. I could go on and on and on. I just, I, like I said, I get irked out. That's why I was, I was posting the things I was posting and, and it was pretty low vibe. <laughs> but that day pisses me off. Um, it's literally the most ridiculous day of the year. Um, and so yesterday when I received yet another wrong item, okay, another backordered item that came in that was the wrong color, I purposefully purchased this item from this seller, for three times as much as I could have gotten it anywhere else because he was the only seller that had the version of this item in the color I needed. The, the color he sent was widely available for a third of the price, but he sends me the wrong one. And I, I think like, it's funny because I contacted them and if they don't even have the one that I purchased available, right? So now I have to go through this whole thing 
it's crazy. This whole thing to return this. I mean, you don't understand. Like unboxing these things, some of these boxes are bigger than me, and they come with like plywood and styrofoam. It's like a mess. I have a ridiculous amount of boxes and cardboard in my garage. It's ruining my life to have to do this. I have box cuts, like paper cuts the size of like you know the Nile River all over my hands. I have bruises all over my body from trying to like unbox things and then having to rebox them and then having to go through like the contacting and doing all that stuff for the return. So I lost it yesterday. I just, it was like a volcanic explosion. And then I felt like I'm a horrible person and a fraud because I exploded. Because just like most people, like I said, I'm just super hard on myself. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? The truth is I've enabled this moment. I enabled this moment because a lot of times I'm just too kind, too flexible, and too understanding. And one may think that there is no such thing as being too much of any of those things, but there is. In my experience, there is a limit to how kind and understanding you should be, not only for your own sake and the sake of your boundaries, but also for society's sake, because you can cause a lot of problems by being overly giving and overly understanding. Like you can actually create false expectations on people and on businesses. You can set bad standards for business practices. You can spoil someone to the point where they have a false sense of entitlement. You can even cause inflation, okay? And we live in a world and in a time where there's an entire generation of enabled people. I mean, I've experienced certain things firsthand, okay? Because I I remember, and I keep saying okay today for (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you sound so crazy, but I'm like venting to you guys. But um, I remember I had a friend who worked at a sophisticated salon near my apartment when I first moved to New York to go to law school. And she was in beauty school and she was working as a hair washer to gain experience and also to develop a rapport with the salon so that eventually she maybe worked there as a colorist or something. So she told me that I should go to get my hair done there because I was looking for uh, a hair salon. I just moved to New York. I knew no one. I knew no place to go. And I was super blonde at the time. I had to get my hair done like so often because my hair would grow really fast and my roots would start showing. So I went there and it was super pricey, but I was happy to pay um, and, you know, this isn't one of those situations, by the way, where there's a friend discount or any, any expectation of it. Okay. I am not, a, I don't personally believe in the friend discount at all. And this is not where the story is going. So I would come in often to get my hair done. And again, I was in law school, so I wasn't making any money. I, I had money that I had saved up from work that I had done over the year that I took off between college and law school. And then Scott and I had just moved in together and he was working, but his salary wasn't that great at the time. I had a very small budget, but I could still afford to go there. You know, part of my budget was the expensive hair care that I had created for myself. But I always budgeted everything. You know, I've never had credit card debt in my life, for example. It's it's always been always on a budget. So, um, but clearly I was not as wealthy as some of the other clients of that salon. So I would tip the shampoo person, which in this case was often my friend who was a shampoo person there. I would tip them $5 for shampooing me, which... You know, especially at the time, it was a very standard tip for just a few minutes of work and a low skill level job, because that's what it is. You know, they wash your hair for a few minutes and they move on and wash somebody else. If if everybody tips more than that, like this person is making more than a doctor, you know. And so I would also tip the colors like 20% of the price, which is a generous and a pretty standard tip. Well, my friends started making comments to me about how the other clients tip $20 and sometimes $50 uh, to the hair washer and that even $10 is considered too low at a place like that, which first of all is not true because I watched many people 
tip the hair washers the same $5 that I did. But uh, if you think about it, how could someone expect a $20 tip on a $200 total, you know, total cost of service uh, type, you know, color job? And the colorist is getting $40, which is like 20% of a of the 200. So how can my friend as a hair washer feel like she should get $50 <laughs> like, or even half of what the colors is getting? Um, you know, or does she feel like now the whole service should cost $500 so that everyone can receive what in her mind is a quote unquote good tip for very little work? You know, what she doesn't see is that if that were the expectations and they, if those expectations were met, uh, or were supposed to be met by people, then a huge chunk of the clientele would just disappear because they wouldn't be able to afford a service that's $500 each time they go. And with that, a number of the workers would also be fired or not, you know, because they wouldn't need to have as many people working there when there's less clientele. So her job would disappear. So she would go from making $5 every five minutes or so washing people's hair um, to making nothing at all because she wouldn't have the job. But here's what happened. So she actually started to poorly wash my hair and leave product in to the point where the colorist uh, started getting upset <laughs> and she had to request a different washer from that moment on because my friend was doing that out of spite and he was obviously ruining the, the work for my, for my hair colors. Sometimes my, my own hair colorist had to go back and rewash my hair. Um, and this spite from, you know, my friend's spite was created by the people who thought, who thought that they were actually doing a good thing by tipping a hair washer $50. And listen, I know that, you know, if you can tip, why not? It's absolutely nice, especially depending on the circumstances, but it's kind of like that old saying, no good deed goes unpunished. If you one day can no longer afford that tip, or if you tip less, that would be received very poorly by the person that you already spoiled with these high tips. And you can also start being the reason that you avoid getting that service or getting, you know, coming across that person or getting that service by that person altogether, you know? So it can create that riff. And it's just, how many of you guys have heard people? Because I just was watching something. I think it was a TikTok. Like somebody was like doing this ridiculous TikTok. And sometimes it's hard to know if it's a joke or reality, but I know that there's a lot of people out there like this. So how many of you guys had actually heard people who are living off of their parents' money complain that their parents use money to manipulate them? I mean, people who literally live rent-free, they pay very little to no bills, they are free-riding on other people's Netflix, and somehow their parents ask in conversation what this person feels is too much, you know, too much information being asked or the parents give opinions about their decisions because that's what parents do regardless of whether or not they're funding your life, you know. But this person has the audacity of complaining that, you know, that his parents are using too much money to control him. And listen, sometimes that is very much the case. There are times when a person does not need money or does not ask their parents for money and their parents are, you know, for whatever reason, financially able to or just want to influence their lives and they contribute. And then they kind of like want to have a say on that person's life. And of course, that's not healthy either. But there is a balance. You cannot claim to be independent when you are a dependent and you cannot be upset when you don't really, you know, make your own money and you live off of other people's money and somehow you choose to spend the money that the other people are giving you that you didn't earn, that you didn't make on superfluous things, and then you get shit for it. Because a lot of times, like, what happens is, like, these parents, they're foregoing a lot of stuff. They're not going on trips. They're not buying anything expensive. They don't have, like, a super nice house or a super nice car because they're saving up. And they're, you know, they're paying their bills. And then 
you know, they, they give money to their kid to help pay for stuff. And then that kid goes out and like buys a new suit or buys something that he doesn't need. And it's ridiculous. You know, then you get shit for it. You get shit for it because that's a shitty thing to do. But guess why this happens? It happens because the parents have enabled the child to feel like that's normal and to expect to be cared for just because, quote unquote, you know, they they didn't choose to be born. So now they are this like eternal responsibility of the parents. That's ridiculous. Being born is a blessing. Parents have no obligation towards you once they have given the basic obligations of just feeding you, clothing you, giving you a nice, warm, safe place to live up to a point, you know? Anyway, so in my case, a lot of these stores and these sellers, they have been writing me these excuses, you know, excuse after excuse as to why something hasn't been shipped yet or why a refund wasn't issued or, you know, for a broken item that I received. And I'm super understanding, you know, and, and, I, and I know that we are living through a pandemic and things are on back order because factories are not working. People are not working. There's social distancing, all that stuff. There's prioritizing of, of producing other things makes perfect sense to me. But, you know, what's funny is this is actually causing these delays for me because the moment that I say enough is enough, that's the moment that they issue the refund immediately and the issue is like immediately resolved somehow. So that shows that all those excuses are literally just excuses because it could have been immediately resolved earlier, but I was being taken advantage of. And that feeling of being taken advantage of is a low vibe feeling and it causes resentment. That's why setting boundaries is a high vibe attitude because you, you don't have to be cruel or unreasonable, but you cannot be a doormat either. I have made various obvious mistakes out of kindness, you know, like I hear people really need money and, you know, especially like workers, a lot of times when you're dealing with certain kinds of like types of jobs and work that you're hiring people for, you know, they, they might ask for an advance or whatever. And I have been that kind of person that sometimes will just pay in advance. And what ends up happening is that you have that service never performed or performed at the service provider's will ages later, okay? And all that does is create an abundance of low vibe energy because the service provider now feels like they have to avoid you because they owe you that service, but they want to go ahead and and, and get busy with other things that they have a higher priority for, things that they haven't been paid for yet, you know? And now, you know, and they resent you because you have money over them, you know, over their head, your whole, you know, basically like they feel like, oh, this person again calling about the service that I haven't performed, you know, but you're right to be calling. And at the same time, it frustrates them and it frustrates you and you resent the service provider for taking your money and not making the, you know, the product or, you know, delivering the service that you were promised, you know, or that you're not being treated as a priority for them or by them. And then the service might be poorly performed because with all that negativity, that's what happens. And that will create a lasting negative feeling towards all the parties involved, right? And then the whole experience is terrible. And to be honest, not respecting yourself, not respecting your wishes, not, ex- not respecting your own hard-earned money is a low-vibe energy. So yes, I do believe in charity. I believe in giving a generous tip and I believe in giving it without wanting anything in return, you know, wishing well as you do that. I always hope that it brings more health, more wealth, more abundance, happiness to that person. And I believe in the whole thing of not caring how the homeless man uses the money that you gave him. 
But by all of that, I don't mean being an enabler. I don't mean giving the homeless man so much so often that he never feels like he should try to get out of his situation. And I don't mean that you should tip so high that you literally cause inflation in a whole industry. And I don't mean that you should pay in full for a service before you receive it. You know, and I don't mean being an enabler in in, in any sense of the word because people need motivation to do well. Okay, and they have to struggle to get strong and to thrive. We all have struggled and it makes us stronger. If you peel off the baby turtle's shell to help it get get out of the of the egg more easily, then it will be so weak that it won't it won't survive the walk back into the sea. So you didn't help it. You killed it. So be wise when being kind. And that is all we have for today. Sorry for going over time, guys. And thank you for being with me and for listening to me, especially vent, <laughs> and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate. Looking forward to your outreach at highvibeadvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at highvibeadvocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.